Hi there. Welcome to the Tell Us More podcast. I'm your host, Cesar Guerrero, and joining me today is Nathan Story. And he is your typical host for the podcast, but this week we decided to try a little bit something different. And to let you know a little bit more about Nathan, he is a 29-time Paralympic world champion with 14 gold medals, making him the most successful female British Paralympian of all time. And so we're so glad to have him here on the podcast this week. Uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> how, how did that intro go? I, I don't know if many people know you. Is that because you're usually the host, so we don't get to talk about you? Did, did all that true. line up with who you are? Are you a 14 gold medalist winning Paralympic champion? The most I'm... successful decorated female British Paralympian? I wish I was, but I'm pretty sure there'd be some people knocking on my door if I had, I had taken that title because I have all my limbs. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. So, yeah, this is the wrong story. Yeah. Our research yeah. team, yes, I just informed me that this is Sarah's story. Oh, spelled the yeah. exact same way. S T O R E Y. I'm so sorry, Nathan. Um, well, Nathan is our worship leader. I know that for sure. And I'm so excited to have him on the podcast. I'm happy to be here under oh, the great. true guys. <laughs> under the true guys. Yeah. Nathan, how does it turned a little bit? Yeah. How does it feel to be on the receiving end of a coup, uh, deposing <laughs> the podcast king? Uh, it's good. It, it's good. It's a, a, well, I guess time will tell if it's more stressful or less stressful but as of right now i feel less stressful it might be all the laughing we did yeah all trying the to laughing. make it through that a intro, lot of blooper reels a lot of blooper reels um <laughs> but it feels great it's good to be here good well we're glad to have you um we always have you but it's glad to have you as a guest yeah. um so uh I, I thought it'd be great to have you as a guest just because we typically hear from the uh, people who bring the messages, the people who preach yeah. the sermons, and we ask them to tell us more about the sermons. And this week, um, we had a really awesome Sunday morning where we had two um, Lake Forest, Westlake worship originals. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know about our worship team, Nathan has just gathered a crew that is from all different walks of life and different genres of music. And he writes worship for them to play. And he, he writes them for not only for them to play, but for us to receive and to for it to be our worship as well. And so we've gotten some really, really good songs just out of the few years that you've been with us yeah. um, writing worship for us. So that was a really cool Sunday to be a part of and to hear two back-to-back -back songs that you wrote. It was, I, you know, I, I'm really pleased. As you say, we have a, a ton of really gifted, talented folks that are part of our team that do come from just all walks of life, some professional musicians, some people that do it as a hobby, or even some people that hadn't done it in a number of, of years before they joined the team. And um, the team really does a great job every week uh, mm -hmm. with, with the limited scope of setup and time that we we all have in these different rocks of life and the team does just an incredible job i'm blown away every week by by what they do and uh you know i it feels as a creative person as someone who's written music since i was a teenager really you know mm -hmm. it felt like the right kind of direction for us to go in as we 
my saying we my family kind of became settled at Lake Forest and I mm-hmm. uh, just felt like something I wanted to dedicate some time and energy to and the, and that team that we just mentioned does a, a incredible job bringing those songs to life yeah it's yeah been a real gift to to have the freedom to um to write and present those songs to to our folks yeah yeah so I'm, I'm excited to to ask you more about about the creative process that you've okay. established with them but just as we get started i, I want to hear more about um your beginning with music you, you said you've been okay. writing music since you were a teenager but yeah i want to uh what's your um what's your beginning with music how did you get into music how did you find that music was ultimately your thing right the thing that you were going to really be excited about for a long time that's a great question um i i think i've always been musical i've always been drawn to music um my parents loved music they're musical people they didn't quite uh spend a ton of time doing music they were in church choir and that kind of thing but my parents didn't really play music um, but we always listened to music, especially on car rides, especially at the house. There's always music just around. And mm. I remember at a very young age, um, probably five, six, you know, just really latching on to melodies and, and, and really thinking that music was just this really amazing and beautiful emotive thing uh, that I loved. And so I've, I've mm-hmm. loved music for my entire life, pretty much. Cool. Um, and then as as I got older and you know got a guitar here and there and my dad ca- taught me a few chords he, he knew some chords and he taught me how to play probably my first few chords on, on guitar mm-hmm. I just never looked back really I mean I did sports and stuff uh, yeah. recreation league sports uh, but as soon as I got serious about guitar I think like 13 or 14 it was like mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's no going back here this yeah. is what I really want to yeah. do because I just loved I loved kind of the to use a different medium of art form kind of the blank canvas that music could be mm-hmm. uh that it was just this pot thing that just made all of these emotions and and thoughts and feelings possible you know yeah uh and so i think that's what drew me to it i loved melodies and songs and, and the emotive quality of that art form and and i think that's where it came from yeah that's cool but um who who in your life was the first person that I guess to their relief got to tell you that you're actually good at singing? Um, Cause I feel like as, as a kid or even teenagers, yeah. like, we kind of think we can sing, right? We sing along to a lot yeah. of music, but right. you know, there's that first person who either has to have the courage to tell you, Hey, you probably shouldn't sing. Um, but then I'm sure it's a relief to somebody who gets to tell you this kid's actually good at singing. So who told you that you were good at singing? I don't know. See, that's a great question. I think so. I did. We talked about. We may have talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago. We talked about Salty the Songbook. Did we talk about this on the show? Do you remember this? I don't or did remember. We, is this a different meeting? It actually wasn't on the show. I'm not um, sure. It tells you how serious some of our meetings are when we yeah, confuse it with what is, the silly for, conversation. I have no idea what Salty the Songbook is. So, what is Salty the Songbook? Salty the Songbook was this kids' um, Christian program. They had tapes and mm-hmm. stuff where they would have a storyline and then they would do musical numbers in between. And it was literally a cartoon s- s- hymn book named Salty. Okay. Um, so that was that was a thing back in the day, back in the wow. early 90s, late 80s, I think. And our church where I grew up, I grew up in Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. And through middle school. 
in elementary school and they did a play of a salty the songbook thing and they asked me to sing a solo oh um i was jimmy the orphan boy <laughs> jimmy the orphan boy <laughs> yeah wow is that that and must was, be awkward for your parents to hear a song yeah, yeah, your son yeah, yeah how you have no yeah. parents so i remember thinking oh i remember thinking people must think i can do this because they told me to <laughs> <You know? laughs> i was like well nathan can do the solo and so that that was kind of the first time i remember really singing uh -huh. alone and in, in public and then i would i joined worship team and stuff for my youth group um, when we moved to Wilmington, here here in North Carolina in Wilmington, mm -hmm. um, and I remember a youth leader. There's a guy named Dave Barnes who's still making music today. He's a really yeah, funny name guy. sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, singer songwriter guy in Nashville. And he actually came to my youth group when I was like in high school, and wow. uh, he does these bluesy soulful stuff. We did, did a concert for us, and he was really funny. So that was the kind of the uh, his songs are kind of serious, but you know you wouldn't think it and to be a a great like um fit for a youth group <laughs> thing but the, the thing was that he was just hilarious and so he made all oh, the kids okay. laugh and he'd tell all these jokes and he was just really natural on stage mm -hmm. and stuff and i remember my youth leader and this is after i'd been in the, the youth band for a couple of years at this point i think and he looked at me and said you, nathan you could do this like you could you could actually write and go on the road and, and do this kind of thing wow. i remember thinking and he was in, this guy was in a, a local band that me and my buddies all loved they did like a grungy rock and roll thing and we we were in love with him and thought he yeah. was the coolest dude ever and he is the coolest dude ever still wow so he's the one who told uh, you you could he's like you yeah could he's be straight, this guy out of nowhere it was like you could you could totally do this nathan so wow. i think i think of that situation being in that play when i was younger and then having mm -hmm. a, a musician i respect a, a good bit tell me that I, that was possible those, those cool. are the kind of the two things that come to mind yeah so is sure. so is your story of uh you know writing music and and kind of being a solo singer songwriter does that merge with with worship leading because you said you you kind of had that encouragement when you were at youth group but you're yeah. you're watching someone do you know a one-man kind of show kind of thing so did both of those kind of blossom at the same time for you I, absolutely i would say absolutely um i always wanted to be a musician and write um my own music and present my own music to the world i remember going to a concert when i was nine uh, it was a band called Audio Adrenaline, a Christian uh, mm -hmm. band, Christian radio band. And that was when I realized I wanted to pursue music uh, as a career. I remember being mm -hmm. nine years old in my parents' room thinking, that concert was amazing last night. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and just through the years and through different opportunities, the I think to answer your question, I think the writing different kinds of songs in those kind of different worlds, because there, there's, there's music, there's call it secular music uh, mm -hmm. if you want there's uh worldly music there's there's <laughs> christian music and then there's worship music and they've all kind of been yeah totemic you know i don't know if that's a word totemic. yeah like they're uh, their own their own uh kind of categories when you're going to a music store back in the day when you bought music right you know right, at, you at, at a store physically yeah um but it's like you'd see the little placards that say this kind of music you know yeah. a to z this kind of music yeah. a to z um so yeah i guess now it's spotify playlist genres I guess so, so. maybe guess that's so. the, so I, yeah, the modern so they were, analogy they were kind of separated in my mind and i knew i would you know took my faith seriously i love jesus and i love the church i love being a part of the church the church was a place that gave me a place mm -hmm. so i knew i wanted to make music for the lord and and i always kind of thought it would be more of that uh at least originally i thought it would be more of that kind of 
that middle silo, not the mm-hmm. it'd be Christian music, but wouldn't necessarily be for the church. That's kind of how right. I started out, and still, still like to write that kind of music. It's because mm-hmm. in a way, it's a little bit more approachable, mm-hmm. to be honest, than some worship music is. If if you're not a person of faith and you hear a song talk about Jesus a hundred times, and you're just kind of automatically on the outs, mm-hmm. right? You're automatically yeah. That's not this song's not for me, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just as I've been able to make a, a kind of a a career at support my family working for the church and because of the just the, the love that i have for the local church mm-hmm. and being able to create that same kind of space for people that the church created for me yeah um has made me really love writing music for the church at the same time cool yeah do you so remember the first worship song that you that you wrote or the first song i guess for the church to use your oh, own it was, language it was probably a really bad one when i was 16 <laughs> Um, I remember trying to just really replicate what I heard. Okay. Um, as a as a uh, well, no, like not sixteen. I was probably younger than that. I remember trying to really wow. write like read like Christian like the tapes my parents would listen to. Oh, cool. And and like just talk about Jesus, and it was very basic metaphors mm-hmm. that you hear yeah. even today still of yeah. you know, Jesus, we love you, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Well, do you um, remember then the first song that you? wrote as a worship song that other that you led like other people were singing the song that you, you know it was probably setting. a little more recent than you might think i think oh, wow. um because i was in i did bands and stuff and i wrote jesus music for rock and roll bands but it wasn't stuff we necessarily played and or tried to play in church you know it would be for mm-hmm. youth events or something it would be sequestered to the side stages of, yeah. of the church world <laughs> right at open uh, mic nights <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so i think it was probably i mean it might have actually even been some of the westlake tunes sees to be honest wow. uh, um maybe that first worship project we did a few years ago mm-hmm. was really the the first time i we, i tried to do a song in a congregation i really think that's true Wow. And and what does that feel like? What does it feel like to be someone who who writes something probably I'm I'm assuming this is what the process is. You write something, you hope people resonate with it, right? You hope people yes. hear something and it speaks to them. But this is a situation where you're writing something and people are speaking it back to you, right? They're yeah. they're seeing the melodies yeah. you write, they're seeing the words you write because they're on the screen right and they've done the teaching chorus that you do at the beginning you know to teach yeah. them how the melody goes what's that what does that feel like do you do you remember wh- what that feels like as, as someone who you know is usually writing just kind of hoping someone resonates with it but now this yeah. is like a visceral response or a physical response to your music well it's, it's wonderful i mean it's wonderful to be affirmed in that way um you know i'm not so naive enough to think that everything I write is gold at this point mm-hmm. in my, <laughs> my songwriting career. So uh, now you just get excited when when it's it's a catchy enough melody that people actually know it and want to sing it back, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and it's a wonderful feeling. And the deeper level of that is that the Lord, I think, has blessed you with something that has touched other people. You know, because songwriting is so weird, and I've it's it's this weird thing, and I'm I'm a fairly reserved person. Um, I'm not a crazy outgoing person, uh, mm-hmm. so it, it it struck me that I've always been passionate about writing and being creative because it's like it's a deeply uh, personal thing to write mm-hmm. your heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's this weird dichotomy with, and I think a lot of you know, you, it's a little bit of a stereotype, but the, the creative kind of bookish type person tends to be this kind of cl- a little more closed off, a little more mm-hmm. private, you know, that little nerdy. 
Uh, and yet there's this thing that we're all driven to do, which is just to bear our soul. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. It's like if you're personally closed off and yet you kind of have to, the core of your being wants to do this thing where you just share your deepest thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It's like your diaries or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah it's like diary. your diary yeah. is your best writing. It's like, this is the most private stuff, but this yeah. is like my best work. I know it's, and it's so, it is, it is so weird. So, you know, to have that, my, my heart and my soul kind of bared in that way through something that I hope is personal to me is, you know, to have that kind of relate to somebody else is really awesome. And especially in a corporate setting, because that means that it's a larger group that is, is able to connect with God through something that you had a hand in. And that's, that's yeah, it's a wonderful feeling. Of that's course. cool. Well, fun. Well, as someone who's on the receiving end and also on the delivering end of some of the songs you write, because I, I get to play in the band every now and again. And yeah, sometimes we, we have a song that you wrote queued up. It's just it's a lot of fun to be on both sides of it, um, just because, yeah, like you said, you're someone who who puts your heart into the into the music. And yeah. that's very apparent every time we play one of your songs. It's like, wow, this is the sounds different and um, mm. the lyrics they sound different. The The melodies are you know, sometimes are not the easiest ones to sing, right? It's it's something that's been thoughtfully um, crafted. Right, um, right. And it comes from a from a really personal place, which is always fun to, to be a part of. Um, sure, so sure. so how, how do you get there? What, what inspires you to write worship music? Who, who do you who do you um, feel like have been influential for you when it comes to writing worship music? And yeah, well, there's, you know, I the most I think productive I've been in writing songs for the church in the last year or so, uh, you know, the best inspiration just comes from the already inspired word of God. So in fact, mm -hmm. the song, he will not grow faint that we just mm -hmm. did this past Sunday. That's just the scripture right. <laughs> from Isaiah 40. <laughs> yeah. And so I think there's something to be said for, for presenting the words that God has already presented mm -hmm. <laughs> just in a different way, using a different yeah. medium. Uh, and so that, that has been the most, I think, fruitful uh, way that I've done it in the last last little bit here. But um, in terms of just stylistically, I love, there's a lot of really awesome songs being written for the church right now. Uh, and guys like um, like Pat Barrett is one of my favorite worship mm -hmm. leaders. And he, do, he does what you're saying uh, that I do, which is a great compliment. But I think he this is a guy that does that really well. He just kind of takes something and presents it in this really interesting way. He takes truth and maybe you know makes a little bit more complex melody just so it seems mm -hmm. a little more different it kind of just makes yeah. your your ears prick up and notice something mm -hmm. so patting pat barrett does that really well there are guys we do a few of his songs john mark mcmillan i think it's just been this kind of interesting he's kind of an island within the <laughs> the worship world he's just yeah he's f uh fiercely unique and i think mm -hmm. that's very purposeful and so, you know, he's not a guy who every song on the record is going to be one that you would want to do in a church because uh, he does some things that are kind of a little, would be harder to grasp, yeah. but that's, that's a purposeful thing. And you would need 25 kind of instruments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that kind of creative uh, approach is just really inspiring and just really interesting. That's to do. Cool. I, love, I love those guys, and there are many, many others, of course, that write uh, awesome, awesome uh, worship. Guys like Andrew Peterson is a guy yes. I love. He he writes really uh, in-depth emotive lyrics and mm -hmm. uh, theologically rich stuff that you don't always hear on yeah. the most radio-friendly Christian tunes even. Yeah. Um, I love Andrew Peterson. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's some, some great thinkers. Uh, the stuff that I like and try to write is, is just very thoughtful. You know, it mm-hmm. just tries to be very, um, new in its approach to how we talk about God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a little bit different in a scripture song, like he will not grow faint. Right. Cause that's not, right. not just like trying to change what scripture says, but when there's something that's coming a little more from a thought that's more original, you know, you know, you just try to try to say it in a way that makes people take notice. Cause like I said about that song I wrote when I was really young, like I was just kind of copying and pasting these right. ideas that are familiar and that those aren't the things that kind of, uh, really make us take notice. One thing I love, um, to think about is that God is God is the creator and in being the creator, he has created us to be creative. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea. And so in, in being creative, you know, we're really doing what God has made us to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to embody that in a way that's uh, yeah, unique to me, but at the same time approachable. It's a, it's a hard balance. It's, yeah. it's a really strange balance. Yeah. So taking that song that he will not grow faint, you said it's just, it's just um, singing scripture, right? It's, it's yeah. just from Isaiah 40, right? Yep. Isaiah 40. And, and it's just one verse, right? It's, it's verse eight. It's just I think. a couple of verses. I think it's 28 and it's towards the end, I believe. I don't yeah. remember the reference off of my head. But yeah, yeah you read it for us. Yeah, you read it for this us right before you sang it, which is really cool because you get to yeah. see you see get to see God's word presented, like you said, presented and then represented yeah. in music. So when you when you think of a song like that, let's just take that for example. What what okay. do you hope that people uh, is inspired um, for them in that song? Is it is it just a, a a good way to help us remember scripture uh, or, or is there something else that you're hoping that I encourage us to pay attention to um, when it comes to those ideas of, of what's in that song? Yeah, well, I think, I think you nailed it already. Cause I think the, the reason we sing truth through worship at churches is to, uh, to uh, be inspired by who God is and, and, and his, his attributes. Right. And so mm-hmm. this idea of God being, this uh you know thing that cannot be tired Mm. god can be this this immovable and this uh kind of profoundly energetic being that can give us that energy if we hope in him Mm -hmm. um is a remarkable idea and so to sing that truth in a way that's beautiful hopefully beautiful right Mm -hmm. with the the chords and the melodies you put put the songs to the words to uh, I think that's 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 the hope is that we would be inspired and understand something about God that we might not have understood before. Mm-hmm. You haven't thought of God, God as, a, as a being that cannot grow faint, that does not mm-hmm. grow tired uh, the way we do. Um, that can be remarkably uplifting. Yeah. Um, and that's that's an, a unique thing too to think about because um, a lot of worship songs try to be um, a lot of worship songs try to speak to people in different areas mm-hmm. and so if you come to church and you hear a song about um not growing tired when you know maybe your two kids kept you up all night long mm-hmm. the night before and you are very tired right that, that's kind of a personal experience that really helps you relate to that song even more right um, and so it's a cool thing that the different kind of poetic language about god it can speak to you depending on what what situation you're in yeah yeah and i'm sure that there's the beauty in that when you sing about god not growing tired um there's way much more hope in that than if we were to sing a song where it's like hey 
don't get tired you right, know yeah. or uh <laughs> you shouldn't be tired you know or if it's and, just a, a lament like i am so tired right or now. i am so tired yeah that's a <laughs> that's a song i write every you know i sing to myself <laughs> yeah. under my breath every day yeah uh, no, yeah it is it is remarkably hopeful and, and yeah i think that's super cool it is and when you think of the future of you know where where our worship is going at like for church west like what yeah. what makes what gives you hope um, for the future of, of worship at, at our at our church specifically you know my, my real hope is that um, well let me say this before I, I talk about that my it's been my absolute pleasure to serve Westlake uh, as worship leader it's been a wonderful place we were talking about this yesterday Caesar you and I where we talked about how like for us just uh, as a staff member allows you to be yourself and, mm -hmm. and it's been a blessing of a place to work because of that and I love being the worship leader and I've loved being able to, to pour out uh, songs for the people specific to our context in our church. Uh, so moving on to my hope, my hope is that I would be able to continue to do that with other voices. Mm. I really hope as our worship ministry grows and other creative or, or um, people that are interested in, in, in worship type people come into the fold, uh, become a part of our family, uh, that we would hear even more voices uh, mm. trying to explain, I guess was the word I used, yeah. uh, wrestle with, explain this thing that is uh, faith in God and, and who God is and his character and how we've experienced God's faithfulness. You know, I, my as much as I, I enjoy writing and, and want to continue to do it for my entire life, I, I do realize that my scope is very limited because mm. I will write out of my personal experiences and with God. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the limitation of being one person. Uh, sure. But the most exciting thing to think about when I think about worship is that there are other people that have different experiences with God. And so out of that, that generative nature of community, like other awesome stories about God's faithfulness and his redemption and his the peace and all the fruits of his spirit that come, you know, will be experienced through different lenses and different lives. And so other people can then share those stories with our people. And it's this kind of exponential thought of cloud of ideas that gets bigger and bigger as we think about more people telling their experiences with God and who he has been to them in our church. Mm. So that's my hope that we just get to hear more stories about God and his faithfulness through fun, unique, creative ways. So not only the experience, experiences of, of each member of our team, perhaps if we do different writing sessions will, will be different, but also, you know, musical preference also, mm you know, musical ability and taste and flavors and all this stuff gets thrown into this cauldron of mm. song. There's a, oh gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on the metaphor. Now I went to this seminar called the cauldron of song. I think it was one of the inklings. It was either Lewis or Tolkien. Okay. I went to this, this thing at a, a rabbit room conference, which is a, a group of creative folks all over the country that meet in Nashville, the Andrew Peterson's thing. Okay. Uh, uh, so that then they, and they really like the, the inkling folks. So I think it might've been, Tolkien or Lewis talks about the cauldron of story where every story that we hear in our life is kind of dumped into this cauldron and we try to tell a story we can't help but kind of ladle some of that out yeah so every story that we've heard through our entire life becomes a part of the story that we tell mm -hmm. and that's the same thing for music so yeah. as we think about Westlake growing and and people creating uh expressions of God's faithfulness and, and worship in that it'll be this kind of bigger cauldron of experiences mm -hmm. and, and worship and music 
uh, that's just really exciting to think about. Yeah. And this is a situation where you want more chefs in the kitchen. <laughs> you yeah, know, the expression so. <laughs> is like too many cooks, too many cooks in the kitchen. This is where you want more, uh, yeah, which is really cool. Cooks as possible. Yeah. Right. Which is so cool. <laughs> and, and I think that's a, that's a reflection of your character and how you are, you know, you, you talk about how you're reserved, okay. how you're reserved, but you're, you're so welcoming to, to others. And it's really cool to see that on oh, a, thanks. on a weekly basis with the, yeah, it's it. There's always a different experience every single week because the people are different. The people who are yeah. playing the music is different yeah. every week, and um, and then that's really cool. And and so it's been a gift to our church to have you as our as our worship leader. And so and it's been a gift to have you as our as our guest. You finally yeah, got so your fun. guest spot. You finally got your guest spot, which is really cool. I can talk about myself all day long. So yes, I'm sure you can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not you. You're nothing. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. You know that we got this much out of you, which is great. Um, but uh, I love, but, yeah. love this stuff. I do love this stuff, and I love you. Uh, your idea to to kind of turn the tables here, season, and dig into those things. It helps me, mm-hmm. and I'm, I hope it helps our, our folks to understand yeah. worship a little better. Awesome. Well, um, for those of our listeners who are you know still listening right now, um, we're glad that you you joined us on this really fun episode yes. of Tell Us More yeah. podcast, um, where we typically ask our pastors to tell us more, and and this week we asked our our worship leader to tell us more, which was really fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed it today. But thank you guys for for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.